Not heard the latest about pooping prime ministers? What podcast have you been listening to? Because it definitely isn't the Totally Buzz podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and totallybuzz.co.uk. So what are you waiting for? Tune in now to hear all the latest news from around the web on the Totally Buzzed podcast, the only place to be totes buzzed. Football beef! Disclaimer, the following is an opinion-based podcast. Hi, and welcome to the final mini beef of the series. Now with the World Cup over, there's only one XI we're going to build for you, and that left to build for you, and that is the team of the tournament. So me, Tommy, and Squiggy have built our teams of the tournament, and we're going to share them with you, and you can probably decide which one is best by tweeting us at BuzzFootball. Obviously, as your host, Laura, I am going to go first, and in goal, I've gone with Bono. Not sure that's how you say his name, but the Moroccan goalkeeper, it looks like Bono when you read his shirt. I, I know Martinez will be a big pick after what he did in the World Cup final and throughout the tournament. I mean, Golden Glove winner and everything, but I kind of feel like Bono just stood out for me. I just, I mean, a big part of Morocco getting all the way they did was that good they were defensively at the back and a big part of that was their keeper making big saves. So how can I not? And I'm not going to have him be the only Moroccan in my team. Because he's also going to be joined by Hakimi, who, aside from scoring the cheekiest, sauciest penalty I've ever seen to end a penalty shootout, was just generally good at the back, solid, good going forward. And considering he's one of the bigger names in the Moroccan squad, where you have a lot of spotlight and pressure on you, he, I mean, you wouldn't know the way he played because he handled it in his stride. So there's always a spot for him at right back. I am doing very interesting defence because I've only gone for one centre-back. That centre-back is Gradual. Of Croatia, yes, he got absolutely bamboozled by Messi, but who doesn't? It's Messi. But aside from that, he had a fantastic tournament. He's still young. Hopefully, it's more things to come from him, but uh, he's literally was the standout centre back of the tournament. So that was an easy pick. At left back, I've gone for Argentina's Acuna. Left back was really hard. I want to have a left back in my team, even if I am only playing three at the back and it's a very weird formation. But he had a solid tournament for Argentina and I was going to put Hernandez in a France, but after the final we had, I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. And they ended up going for Acuna as well because he stood out in some of the games that I've seen him play in this tournament. Midfield was much easier, so I'm going to go straight to my field. Griezmann, I mean, Griezmann not only sort of had an impressive tournament, he was probably the best player for France other than Mbappe, but he did all the the dirty work, the boring work, off the ball work, as well as look like a freck when he was on the ball. It's not what you really previously expected from him, but it showed how great he can be. When you're that good, you can do whatever position you're asked to play. So Griezmann straight in there. I've also gone for sort of player from a team that didn't reach as far as they probably wanted to. I've gone for Portugal's Bruno Fernandes, mainly because, I mean, he got his goals, he got assists, he looked sharp when playing for Portugal, but also he gave me my moment at the tournament by... Scoring a goal that Ronaldo tried to claim that clearly wasn't his and was Bruno's. So I just kind of feel like I wanted to have Bruno Fernandes in there so I could think about Ronaldo being robbed of a goal. And I'm putting robbed in quote marks. So I've gone from a final midfield is too many. I'm probably butchering his name. But obviously the Real Madrid midfielder. Uh, He had a really solid tournament. He's young. He also scored that rocket of a goal against England, which we cannot forget. It was such a class goal. But he had a great tournament for France, one of their standout players. So that 
is that the moving i'm having one more midfielder playing just behind my all my attacking options for this really imbalanced team i couldn't avoid not having luka modric i think modric had a great tournament it was a fantastic farewell tournament to him granted it wasn't as great as a farewell as probably messi's <laughs> was if they both end up retiring because obviously he did get his hands on the world cup but modric still stood out for croatia he did his bit Yes, he got those goals and assists, but he still was the guy pulling the strings and doing them great passes. And I just wanted to put him in my team for that reason. I thought he deserves a place in the team tournament. Then my attacking options kind of sort of write themselves because I've got Mbappe, Messi and Giroud. We're talking about people that scored the goals at the World Cup. Mbappe, I mean, got a hat-trick in the final. Messi was just magic in the final and, you know, in places in the tournament really helped Argentina finally get that. Uh, end their run without a World Cup. And then as for Giroud, the guy that everyone says is underrated while secretly rating him, so he's not really underrated, finally got to be at World Cup where he sort of got the praise and for everything he did because he got the goals to his name and he looked good. So Giroud deserves a place. I did think about Alvarez, but Giroud for this time, like, yeah. So that's my team of the tournament. Just to recap that, that is Bono, Hakimi, Guardiola, Acuna, Griezmann, Tulemeni, Fernandez, Modric, Mbappe, Messi and Giroud. Thank you for listening. Now over to Squires for his team of the tournament. Hello everyone. Yeah, the World Cup is over. It was a great, great final and there's a lot we can talk about that, but we won't. I'll go straight into my team of the tournament in my team we are playing a 4-3-3 which i kind of expect a lot of people will probably be playing in goal we have Livakovic, uh, the croatian goalkeeper saved a number of penalties in the shootout and also a lot of shots which probably he had no right to save um he kept croatia in a lot of games and he was probably pretty vital in them getting to well third place i guess um Great keeper. I actually signed him on Football Manager a few years ago, but him and Dubravka didn't really get on, and didn't one didn't like playing second fiddle at the other, and Lovakovic, I could sell for more money. So he didn't last very long at Newcastle, but he was a very good goalkeeper. Right back, Hakimi from Morocco. Fantastic attacking outlet, as well as defensively. I think he was in one of my best... I think he was in one of the previous ones that I've done. can't remember which one it was, but yeah, he definitely... He had a great tournament. Morocco had a great tournament as well. Largely thanks to probably his, he's only young, but probably his experience from playing at PSG. Defensively, he was very good attacking-wise, always an outlet, a lot of pace, and he had a good tournament. At centre-back, got Guardiol from Croatia. He's only 20, and I feel like he had a he had a very good game. He's got obviously a very, very bright future ahead of him. Uh, read the game, read the game really well, some great challenges some great interceptions and he never really looked flustered he looked very comfortable throughout the whole tournament can't really think of any mistakes that he made in the games that I watched he had a very a very very good a very good tournament and he's only going to get better I think as well alongside him was a tough one so initially I wanted to go with Harry Maguire because I feel like he was brilliant for England they kept three clean sheets in the five games that they played and that was largely down to him he headed everything away and he was a threat going forward but I've gone I've gone for Otamendi at Argentina um, I think he went he went very unnoticed in that Argentinian team used all of his experience and he he looked decent all the games that I saw he looked he looked very good don't think he put a foot wrong from everything I saw and again used his experience and obviously led Argentina well not led them but helped them I say it helped. They conceded three goals in the final, but helped them to uh, a World Cup, a first World Cup win since 1986, I think. And then at left-back, Theo Hernandez. Uh, I thought he actually had a very poor game 
against England, but before that, I thought he was very good, uh, very reliable. At left-back, good going forward, good defensively. I thought he was very poor against England. Saka, he had a lot of trouble against, but I feel like the other games that he was involved in, he just he just seemed like he'd, he was part of the furniture at left-back. A good option for going forward, good defensively, like I've said. And yeah, I think he looked he looked pretty solid in there, considering he, caught, he sort of came in to replace his brother after the first, what, was it the first 10 minutes of their first game? You know, you, you wouldn't expect him to be a reserve. He played very, he played very, very well. And then we'll go into midfield, um, Griezmann in midfield, which at the start of the tournament, I never thought I'd be putting Antoine Griezmann as a centre midfielder, but for France, he looked, he looked a completely different player to the player that I've always known Griezmann as, a, a goal scorer. But he's, he was a, all about the pitch. He was basically a box-to-box midfielder for France. He was making interceptions sort of in the defensive third, but also linking up the play further forward with Mbappe and Giroud and everything. He, he looked a completely, like, revitalised player as if he just completely changed his game from, from previous. And I think it suits him very well, actually. I'm, I'm going to compare it a bit to sort of Joe Linton moving from a striker to a midfielder. It's kind of had the same effect, but Griezmann's probably... Is he on Joe Linton's level? I'd say so. No, Griezmann... Griezmann obviously slotted in there. He looks a he looks like he's done it his whole life, I think. And I think that's the best praise you can give someone who's moved from a striker to a midfielder, especially in a World Cup as well. Alongside him, um, Luka Modric, 37, I think he is, still going strong. Croatia's engine room, absolutely fantastic. He was all he was everywhere. You wouldn't think he was 37, because he just he glides about the pitch effortlessly. I thought he had a very good tournament, um, and obviously it's his last, probably his last World Cup. I assume he's probably going to retire from international football after this World Cup. So I feel like I had to put him in there for that reason, but also he did actually have a very good tournament. He played very, very, very well. Probably went a little bit under the radar because I don't think he really created that much, but he was always there, keeping the keeping the ticking over and let sort of letting Kovacic and um, Brozovic just do their own thing a little bit further forward. And then the last one is Amrabat from Morocco. He was brilliant in midfield, getting about the place. Um, I think there was one where he, he chased back. I can't remember who it was, but he chased someone back, caught him, put in a lovely, brilliant tackle. But he wasn't just that kind of player. He was also, you know, a bit, bit going forward, some good, good passing range, picking out some really good passes. And again, he was part of the reason why Morocco had such a good tournament. And then we'll move to the front three. I think... The front three are probably pretty obvious, maybe. Um, you've got Mbappe. What what can you say about Mbappe? Hatrick, Hatrick in the final. How many goals? He scored, he scored a lot of goals at this World Cup. 12 World Cup goals altogether. Golden boot in this tournament. And he's just he's just brilliant. You know, he's one of those players that he can be quiet for, you know, for 70 minutes and then suddenly he can, he can just come alive. Um, he's got great pace, great ball control. He can just beat the man. And when he's confident... He's, he, I think he's probably the best player in the world right now. And on the other side of the front three is the player who I think he's probably going to be taking over from, kind of a passing of the torch, is Messi. He finally got his his tournament win. He sort of uh, he lit up the World Cup. You know, he, he just wanders about the pitch, but when the ball's there, you know something's going to happen. And that kind of is what happened, really. He had a great, a great tournament. I'm glad he's finally won the World Cup. Uh, such a great player. We're going to miss him in international football, I think. But yeah, he had to be there. He's a brilliant player. And then sort of in the middle of that three is a player that probably wouldn't have even been playing if it wasn't because of injuries. Olivier Giroud, he had he had such a good tournament. You know, he's thir- 36, I think he is. And he, po- he probably thought, oh, I'm just going along for the ride here. But he was vital in France getting to where they got. You know, he scored the winner against England. He scored a couple of goals in the group stages as well. Did he score in the semi-final? 
I can't remember. He might have scored in the semi-final. I can't remember. But he was just for someone who's thirty-six, he, you, you wouldn't think he was thirty-six. He had a he had a great tournament, rolling back the years up front for France. And again, he wouldn't be in there if it wasn't for Benzema probably getting injured. So that's probably a good thing. But yeah, that is my World Cup eleven. We'll go through them again. It's a four-three-three formation. Lavakovic in goal. Uh, Hakimi, Guardiol, Otamendi, and Theo Hernandez as the defensive as the back four. Then Griezmann, Modric, and Amrabat as a midfield three. And in front of them, Mbappe and Messi on right and left side, and then Giroud through the middle. And yeah, uh, it was a it was a great World Cup to be honest. I, I wasn't really that bothered about it, but I really enjoyed it. Some some really good games, and obviously the final was a very good final. But yeah, that. That is my World Cup 11. I uh, hope you all enjoyed the World Cup as well. And goodbye, good night, au revoir, whatever they say in Argentina for goodbye, and ta pets. And now it's the turn of Tommy to give us his team of the tournament. Most of my team, I was like, yeah, cool. I know who's going in here. I'm happy with this. Uh, the final changed a couple of positions for me based on some performances and that because you know it's a team in the tournament you have to take that into account goalkeeper was one of the positions for a long time I was like Bono I feel like he's you know been great for Morocco but then after the performance in the final it has to be Emmy Martinez um, was it that save it was it I was, mean he was it, good at but that save is going to go yeah, down. Like, what, that, 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 that save won his team the World Cup, essentially, at the end of the day. Like, I know they saved a penalty, but if he doesn't make that save, they lose 4-3. And n- n- none of this is as important anymore for, or, you know, the penalties don't happen. So, it's, you know, he, he was very good for them throughout the tournament. Obviously very good in the penalty shootouts. How even if some of his uh, behaviour is questionable, uh, shit housey, you could say. I, I think he's he's been outstanding for Argentina. They definitely wouldn't have won it without him. So yeah, he he kind of just edges out um, Bono for me. Livakovic had a good tournament as well. Again, penalty shootouts mostly, but I think I think Martinez has to take it. Ooh, yeah. So uh, right back, I've got uh, Hakimi, part, partly for the Penenka penalty to, to knock out Spain, but also just because I think you know he's. Clearly, a very good player, been an important part of the Moroccan team getting to the semi final and getting to fourth place in a World Cup, which nobody really expected. Um, excuse me, Samuetta expected. Uh, <laughs> if anything, he was disappointed. I don't think you can say Samuetta expected anything, really. I feel like he uh, he wouldn't lie about his predictions. He had Morocco, was, I, don't, I think he had Morocco all the way. I don't remember, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so I've got Hakimi at right back, one at the centre-back alongside him. Got a, got a Moroccan friend for him. I've got Romain Saïs. The injuries obviously caught up to Morocco, I think, a little bit in the end. Obviously, Saïs going off against France was, was a massive blow. Yeah, led them really well at the back. Had, had a phenomenal tournament. I think it was very good. Uh, that was one of the positions that I was like, who's my other centre-back? Like, and, and in the end, I ended up pumping for Saïs. Uh, my other centre-back was was never in doubt. Josko Gvardiol had a brilliant tournament. I know he got a little bit tormented by Messi Me in, the, uh, <laughs> in the semi-final, but who hasn't been like you know absolutely ruined by Messi at one point or another in their career? Gvardiol is only 20 years old. That is just bizarre. He is going to be, as long as Croatia continue to qualify for World Cups and you know they kind of churn out a few more good players, I'm sure he'll feature in a couple more teams of the tournament further down the line. Um, yeah, I think he had a really good tournament. There was that one tackle, I think it was against Brazil, like stopped a certain goal and it was it's just an incredible tackle. It might be Brazil, it might be somebody else. I felt like it was Brazil, but yeah. It's the, I think it is against Brazil because he also did it in like his stride in the sense that he didn't look like it was 
out him being for you know what i mean like normally when you see yeah. them sort of tackles it's like you, you look the look on their face of strain to do it he just sort of yeah. popped back up like yes yeah, i'm sorry did i do something amazing carry on yeah <laughs> yeah no so I, th- I think he had to be in there um left back was the other position that was kind of umming and ahhing over was kind of thinking maybe teo hernandez but they were like, a, he, he didn't he didn't start the tournament. This is kind of another position where the final had an impact. Didn't it wasn't starting the tournament? His brother was a left back. He had a couple of like quite ropey games. Like I, when I watched France and when I saw him play, I didn't feel like entirely convinced by him. Saka gave him a torrid time in the quarterfinal. Did not in did not have a good game in the final. And outside of that, again, could have gone back to Morocco for Mazraoui for. You know, the first part of the tournament before he got injured. Could have gone maybe back to Croatia again for Borna Sosa. I think he had a good tournament. But I felt like I needed a, a good number of uh, Argentinians in there. So I went for I went for Marcus Acuna. Not quite by default, but you know, left back left back was left back was just a weird position, I felt, for this tournament. There wasn't something that I was like, Yes, you were amazing. I think uh, we had this conversation when we did our other teams that fullbacks are just odd mm. to pick these days because yeah. it's what you attack in, defend uh, it's hard to find a complete or someone yeah. Not flawless, because no. everyone has flaws, don't get me wrong, but it's that sort of debatable. I just think there wasn't anybody for this position that really sort of like stood out in the way that other positions there was. I think that's the, that's, that's the main thing. Um, yeah, I went for Acuna. I think, again, good tournament. Obviously, he ended up winning it, so it can't have been a bad tournament. And he looked a little bit ropey in the final when he came on, but that was probably just more because of the kind of momentum and flow of the game at that point. I think everybody looked ropey from about sort of like the 80th minute onwards, really, didn't they? But yeah. So got him at left back to round out my defence. And then, so where are you going to go with your midfield? Then how are we setting up um, the midfield? I'm, how many midfielders? I'm, see, I'm going. I'm going like for uh, in terms of like on like the tactics board, like a midfield three. But with my front three, it can like people could kind of be moved into other positions. Um, kind of do a little bit of everything. Uh, it's my defence midfielder, Sofia Namabrat. Again, going back to Morocco. I think he was kind of not not because he was the best player, but just because he was maybe better than everybody expected Rocco were. He was kind of sort of like the standout player for the tournament in a way. Um I think he was brilliant in the midfield, full of energy, full of running, but also good on the ball. Yeah, so I had to have him in there. And then my kind of midfield two, one of which will probably be quite a bit more advanced than the other one, but I think he's proven he can play in this kind of role. Uh, I've gone for Jude Bellingham as one of them, and I've gone for Antoine Griezmann as the other central midfielder. I think Bellingham became probably the standout player for England, just because of the way that he kind of took games by the scruff of the neck and played sort of like way beyond just being a 19-year-old in his first World Cup in his first actual tournament really <laughs> for his country was the opener against Iran slightly quieter against the USA but good good in all the other matches against Senegal winning and was struggling he basically went nah it's all right oh I've got this and basically just won <laughs> like put the game out of reach in the first half yeah he's he's going to be on a lot more of these lists in the future as well and then Antoine Griezmann I think if Pogba had been fit and if Kante had been fit, I mean, obviously, arguably, some other French players wouldn't have made the squad. But I don't think we would have seen the performances of Griezmann that we that we did see. I think it's to Deschamps' credit and Griezmann's credit that he put in the performances that he did in the role that he did. Associate him particularly with France as having been sort of like a striker or like a slightly more withdrawn forward. But playing in kind of like a midfield three as a kind of creator, I thought he was, he was really good. He was 
maybe football, other than Mbappe, probably France's best player, probably the most important player. And I was really surprised and impressed by sort of like his work off the ball in that role. Like I know he's played for like Diego Simeone for a lot of his career, so he's not exactly going to be allowed to kind of be like, nah, that's all right, I won't bother doing that because I don't think War Diego would particularly like that. But it was still, I think, in that more withdrawn in that kind of deeper position putting in the work that he did i think very impressive along with his kind of like creative powers and his and his off the ball movement as well so yeah really impressive tournament from griezmann so then right so you've got griezmann and that in your midfield so how are you going to build on that with your forward attacking options here because i feel one man that you've sort of mentioned when talking about griezmann is definitely going to be in there is it is it is it killian mbappe it is. It is that little-known talent, Wonder Boy, Star Boy, yeah, still the, young, going to set all the, the records. Man, the secret weapon of France. Yeah, the so hidden gem, yeah. if you will. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've heard of this guy called Kylian Mbappe. It's um, not like every nation he played. Every headline was how England players to deal with Kylian Mbappe. How Argentina will. Will take out Mbappe. At this point, you know, you feel like they're going to walk on the pitch with a cage to put over him and he'll still find a way to score against you. He would. Yeah, yeah does he make the cut? <laughs> he, he did make the cut, surprise. And surprisingly, the tournament's top scorer made the cut. It's a front three. Again, it's maybe not kind of the most hard-working front line. But like the midfield have to do do a lot of legs. But I can kind of see this system kind of working the way the French team did almost in one way maybe maybe slightly more narrow uh, i've got messi in my front three again like list him as sort of like a right winger but you know he he can do what he wants he's leaning on messi and bappe on the left and then i've gone for olivier Giroud through the middle that's kind of the only one that was kind of up for debate like i could have gone for alvarez because i could have put messi through the middle as a striker and had someone else out on the right but this this front three Felt right. I mean, I don't think I really need to talk much about Messi. I think I think everything that could ever be said or written about him probably has been said and written about him. But obviously, nice to see him win the World Cup and obviously putting in the performances that he did in a lot of matches. Um, that play against Croatia to set up the third goal, just exactly what you expect from him, but it still like takes your breath away a little bit. You have to hold your hands up and go, yeah, fair enough. And then Mbappe, again, I mean, hat-trick in a World Cup final, eight goals for the tournament. He's 23. Like, again, not, not the best game in the final, but but up to the point that he scored the goals. Sorry, it was what I should have said. Up until the 80th minute, not the best not the best match for him. But that's probably more to do with France's general kind of malaise in, in most of the final. And then they got the momentum and he was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to try and win this World Cup single-handedly. Um, and he came so so close but yeah, I mean he's the kind of player that can just turn a match in a moment if he wants to um makes it look then, so easy as well it really does and you can tell that like a lot of the plan is to facilitate him get him the ball get him in those areas and not the plans for opposition is how can we stop him from doing this but yeah like, I don't think you can have a team with a tournament without him um and a striker Olivier Giroud, like I said, it could have been Alvarez because I think Alvarez was really impressive for Argentina, sort of his off-the-ball work, sort of his off-the-ball movement and his kind of closing down, sort of like willingness to run in behind. His goal scoring as well, obviously, could have got in there, but I think getting Giroud generally came up in sort of like the big moments, had big performances for France to help them through. Now their record goal scorer. I think he had a had a very good tournament as well, and it was it was good good for him to get get some goals in this World Cup after he like didn't score in the last one when they actually won it. It did, did make up for it, but 
So do you just want to recap your team so the people sure. know? Yep, will do. In goal, I've got Emmy Martinez. Uh, my back four is a right back, Ashraf Hakimi. Uh, centre backs are Roman Saiz and Josko Gradiol. My left back is Marcos Acuna. Midfield, I've got Sofian Amrabat as my defensive midfielder. Um, with Jude Bellingham and Antoine Griezmann in the central midfield positions. Uh, and then my front three, got Lionel Messi, Kylian Mbappe and Olivier Giroud. What more can you say about that? Tommy, have you enjoyed that. the World Cup in general before we let you go? In in in, in places, yeah. Obviously, the final was probably like, what well, was the, the best final that I've seen in my lifetime. Some of the other matches were very, very good. Like the last round of group matches, incredible. Like just pure chaos, which I massively enjoyed. Yeah, decent World Cup on the pitch. Oh, thank you. For- for joining us. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye. Football base. Not heard the latest about pooping prime ministers? What podcast have you been listening to? Because it definitely isn't the Totally Buzz podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and totallybuzz.co.uk. So what are you waiting for? Tune in now to hear all the latest news from around the web on the Totally Buzz podcast, the only place to be totes buzzed.